This is going to be a quick intro, I'm going to tell you right now. We've got a thick, exciting episode for you. With- ha- one of my, I thought you were going to say thick, exciting guest, and I thought, oh God, oh my can God, you imagine? what kind of talk is this? Not at all. Uh, it is one of my all-time favorite people is with us. She's like the best. We love anyone who loves us, or I do. We do. That might be true. Is that true? Could be. I love anyone is who loves the me. Common thread? Is that the common thread? Richard Lawson's going to be here. American, pre, honestly, one of the premier American writers and critics that we've got. True. I hate to tell you. For sure. And a real, true movie and entertainment lover. No question about no, it. And also, I don't know if he's tried it, but I can tell you if he did, he'd give it a good review. The AskRonaCoffee.com. Oh, why Shades didn't we of ask v. him? Care, I bet he's tried yeah. it. Share, and I bet he, he gets has. it. He has. I sent him the coffee. It was a whole fiasco when I sent it to him the first time because it didn't. It kept not getting there. And then he finally got it. That was when we, he was one of the first people I sent the coffee to. Well, and speaking of fiasco, well, we, Rana, how about Negranas? Negrana.com. Ah, honey, there you go. We've got Connor on the case at Fiasco Wine and Spirits. I think it's called in Brooklyn. I'd rather be looking at it, looking for it. You could ask the the uh, premier DC gays, and they'll tell you they drink it at their poker so nights. So true, so true, so true. Uh, and I want to do. We have not been telling people five stars, five stars only. Only we need people. We need them to rate, subscribe, and review. It helps the show I don't so even much. Care. I love it when they review, but if you're going to be that lazy, just five stars, five stars, just five rate stars, it. Five stars, Shoot five us a couple stars. of kiss, kiss marks if you if you want to review it. We don't care. We have a couple of comments here. We do. And then a few quick follow-ups. And then we absolutely got to get to Richard this minute. The number one ginger says Mm. five stars, five stars only. Love this podcast. Thank you for all the amazing work you both do. Michelle in Houston says, what are you waiting for? Ronna and and Brian all do, Mm -hmm. in parentheses, which I like, respect, are intelligent, compassionate, and best of all, hilarious. Phenomenal advice. Sophisticated reviews. Etiquette reminders, excuse me. Hot tips and much, much more. I ran the carriage house, ran to the carriage house as fast as I could. Of course I did. What am I, an idiot? Five stars only. Shanners B or Shaners B, best podcast. I look forward to the show every week. I love it. Kiss, kiss. Come on, everybody. What about that? That review says it all, right there. It best podcast certainly does, as Miss the one and only Groucho Marx would say. Now, I have two very quick updates I want to give people. Let's do it. And then we're getting right to our guest. Yeah, we've got to. Mr. Mack, who writes to us about, uh, you know, Lady Brian and uh, uh, Mrs. Glickman and Lady Brian. Yes, he's always on the move. He, well, he made a move right up to Cynthia Dupree Sweeney's uh, book signing and book event in the Bay Area. And he even sent us a fabulous picture of he her. He did. Her. And she wrote to me before he even sent this in and said, one of your fans was there making eyes at me, smiling through the hole. <laughs> wow. And then he wrote in and sent a picture and it was absolutely fabulous. So we have to thank Mark for supporting Cynthia and for everyone else who has been out to see her book events, buy a copy of Good Company. It's out in paperback Do you now, think Cynthia could be a- You not regret it. No, absolutely not. Good Company out now. Terrific and that read. gorgeous cover and the beautiful writing. Do you think that Cynthia yeah. would have any time in her schedule to be a consultant on Mrs. Glickman and Lady Bryan? Uh, you know what? We'll have to, we'll have to see. I mean, I know she's probably got another book she has to write, I but we'll know. see. When, when are they we'll just going to relax, these writers? 
Now, this is something I'm just going to read because it's helpful, but not because I care. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dear Ronna and Brian, I hope you both well. Let me quickly share how much this pod means to me. The two of you are like fairy godmothers, then they crossed that out and wrote God cousins. Okay. You know, the cool cousins that are there to guide you, encourage you, and razz you from time to time. I do like the word razz. Razz is good. But I was also li- I would also like to respond regarding letter writer Jennifer's question, regarding questions that she has with how she moves forward in life. Now, this was the girl that was living overseas, working with her boyfriend. Everything, everything all rolled into one and thought she her only choices, she thought, in life were to move home to her parents' basement yep. or to stay with this guy. And we were, was, was this the one that between. you said, have the best time of your life walking around Europe? That was somebody else. I, I can't remember if this was her okay. or not. I think we said to her, stop thinking. I think we told her they needed to take a break yeah, from each Yeah, I other. think I remember that. And that there was nothing to feel so desperate about because she was worried. She felt insecure because she didn't have a college education. But she had all this right. experience to up with right. her boyfriend, which is... Real world experience. And how impressive anyway. to, if you were to move back to the States to be like, oh, I've been working in Europe. I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah. I thought your advice was spot on. As Jennifer expressed that going back to the U.S. may not make sense for her make sense for her career, I wanted to offer some practical advice regarding how she might decouple her career from her partner and also continue her professional development. Okay. First, the job market in Europe is very, in all caps, competitive from a hiring point of view. That means with the right experience, it will be extremely easy for Jennifer to find a job. And as she pointed out, nobody in Europe cares uh, about your college education. They just want experience. There are about a million startups in expat-friendly countries like the Netherlands, Germany, and Portugal, many of which are remote. And that makes sense, too, because they want people that are English speakers, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Regarding visas, it's extremely easy for Americans to get work visas in Europe as long as they find a company willing to sponsor. The thing that holds companies back might be moving costs, but if she's already there, Ah. then this wouldn't be a deal breaker. I also checked with a friend who has a startup of her own supporting expats relocating to Germany specifically. Wow. She let me know that even without a college degree, you can easily get a work visa in many countries in the EU. I also work in Europe, having moved here to work at a startup. I've now gone through the hiring process twice and also have lots of contacts in HR. That's right. I'm one of those. Uh Uh-oh. HR. Okay. I would be happy (gasps) to share my contact info if it makes sense with Jennifer and to meet virtually if she wants some advice, tips on preparing her resume and selling herself if that's something she would be interested in. Oh my gosh. I hope this is helpful. I can't even believe it. I'm jealous of Jennifer now. I wish I had a job to go over there for. Totally. This talk about a fairy godmother. No kidding. I hope this is helpful. I left the U.S. 10 years ago and I know that living in another country can be extremely isolating, especially when everything revolves around your partner. Mm. I've learned with time how to build my own life and would be happy to make that journey a bit easier for the next gal. What a person this Wow-wee. is. Thanks again for a great two years of advice. Kiss, kiss, Melissa in Munich. Melissa, you're wonderful. Terrific. Now that's a CHIP. It certainly is. And that's, that's, you know, I know she's not German, that's but that's a German house. attitude. Get it done. That 
That is the carriage that is the carriage right house. there. That is chips helping chips. What a what gorgeous group of people. I have to say $5 gets you into that carriage house. $10 yeah. lets you, for now. Lets you for now. see. Yeah, you're no kidding. No yeah. kidding. But the that is really the whole how magnanimous and wonderful. Wonderful. We haven't had an update from Jennifer yet. I hope she gets in touch when she hears this. Me We'd too. love to put her in touch with Melissa. Yeah. All right, dear. We have an incredible guest today. We better get to it this He's minute. He's wonderful. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go see him, Rhonda. Let's take it. Let's take a little peek. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's see go, him. Rhonda. Let's go. Fortune favors the bold, the strong, mm. the brave. Mm. Did you know that, Rana? I've heard all of those things. For your business to break out of anything holding you back, you need business checking as brave as you are. Introducing Novo Business Checking. Oh. Fabulous. Novo is powerfully simple business checking. And unlike a traditional banking model, Rana, which I know you're a very traditional person, but you know I'm, I'm the one yeah. kind of bringing you into the 21st century. Absolutely. No question. You're my disruptor. Nova has no minimum balances, no oh. transaction limits, and no hidden fees. I like all of that. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Nova is customized to your business to save you time and free up cash flow with seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, which we love. We do love Shopify. QuickBooks Online, and more. Ah. Sign up for Novo for free and join the community of over 150,000 fearless small businesses who have found the customizable business checking solution that admires their bravery and their brave. Wow. Yeah, Rana. I mean, that's a lot of, I got to say, that's a lot of businesses that are using Novo. It's a ton of businesses. And also yeah. it's nice to know that there's a banking platform that is supportive of small businesses. Absolutely. Oh, not that our business is small. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. We're, I mean, yeah. is our business too big for this? I think they're going to break it up, Rana. I think they're going to yeah. break us up like a monopoly. Yeah. In the meantime. Sign up for your free business checking account right now at novo.co slash askrana. Plus, askrana listeners get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. Wow. That's N-O-V-O dot C-O. So novo.co, not .com. Correct. Slash askrana to sign up for free. Novo.co slash askrana. Nova Platform Inc. is a fine tech, not a bank. Banking services provided by Middlesex Federal Savings, F.A., member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, did you hear that? I love that sound, Ron. I absolutely love that sound. That is the new Shopify cha-ching. Love it. Every time I hear that sound, I get so excited because not only do I know that I'm supporting entrepreneurs and mm. all the fabulous small businesses that use Shopify. Totally. I know that I'm mm-hmm. going to, I am going to be communicated with in such a way that makes me so happy to be a customer. Yeah. That is truly what I love about Shopify. No kidding. They keep track of it every step of the way. Rana, and we're familiar with Shopify even beyond that. Pardon me. Yeah. We use Shopify for our coffee. We certainly do. So our customers absolutely know what it means to get a perfect customer service experience in terms of 
here's the minute you bought it. Here's the minute the package went out. Here's right. where it is, et cetera, et cetera. It's all there and it's so easy. Transactions are so much easier for the, from the consumer side when you're buying something on shop. I mean, I am always, I breathe a sigh of relief when I know I'm buying something on shop because all my information's already in there. It's so easy. Just a one-click pony. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. Okay, so upstarts, startups, established businesses, whatever, can sell everything from everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. That's why, as an entrepreneur myself, Brian. Sure, yes, you are, Ron. I know you can relate because you're also an entrepreneur. Well, I'm also one, so yeah. I can't recommend Shopify enough for your business. If you're thinking about getting your business online, getting everything organized, giving your customers an incredible start to finish customer service experience, seamless, I'm telling you, Shopify is 100% the service for you. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses, pardon me. I wish I had stock in that company. Come on. From first sale to full scale, as they like to say. Cute. And they do all kinds of integrations with apps, so you can shop through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, you name it. All the hits. They give you all the insights. I'm on Shopify every minute checking out the coffee sales. I can see who bought. I can see where my favorite thing is you can see where in the country who's visiting your store. Oh, somebody in South Dakota is thinking about buying the coffee. Amazing. So go to shopify.com slash askrana. That's all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. For instance, let's say Showstopper Cookies was looking to get on Shopify. Ah, This would be the moment. Yep. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash askrana right now. Attention Carriage House members, run a year to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute. Oh, my God. This person. (laughs) I love this guy so much. Well, you want to know why, Rana? Because he's absolutely a snob. But You're right. That is why I like him. Uh, but totally. he's high low. He's a snob, but he's high That's, low. And by the way, he, he takes the low and likes. brings it high. Exactly. He likes what he likes. You put it in front of him. He'll tell you whether it's good or it isn't. But yeah. if it isn't, he's going to let you know. This guy's the chief critic at Vanity Fair for movies. For But he's opera. also sort of like the chief hamburger eater in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? He's sort what, of- he's high low. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to say anything about his taste. I just mean, he'll go have a hot dog in Central Park. That's not a problem for him. Oh, he's a real New Yorker, except he's from Boston like you. Yeah. 
Well, that's yeah. how, who's really a real New Yorker? You know what I mean? I the truth is people. real, real New Yorkers are provincial. And people that go come from outside of New York and move to New York are taking advantage of what's going on exactly. in the city. But that's Richard is not a hustle bustle New Yorker. He doesn't wear a bustle. And he's not, and what I mean is like, he also isn't going out there being, going to other cities and saying like, razzmatazz, I need it now. He's a I used person. To, I used to wear a bustle, but I had to give them all to Christine Baranski for the Gilded Age. You know what? She's wearing them yeah. beautifully. <laughs> and she has not given them back. And so. I have to say, are the Let's lines- Let's do it then. Let's talk Let's about the do. Gilded Age. Well, this is what I want to say to Richard Lawson right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did Lady Grantham, was that Maggie Smith's name in Downton Abbey? Whatever yes, her name yeah. was. Okay. She got way better lines than Christine Baranski gets. Christine Baranski yeah, doesn't get killer disses, but yes, she, but she's such she, a good actress that she's. But she's it off, humorless in this. She is, but run it's serious business. It's all very serious business. Yes, her. but I'm sure Lady Grantham thought the same. The Dowager Countess. One of her That's greatest true. lines ever was when they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with the oldest daughter, and the mother said, "The American mother said, uh, well, we could always." marry her off to an Italian count. And the grandmother said, I don't think things are that desperate. My favorite thing she ever said was when someone said, oh, I think the staff is planning on doing that over the weekend. And she goes, what is a weekend? (laughs) Yeah, Baranski doesn't get any of that stuff. She doesn't get good lines. She's doing a great job as always, but she doesn't get good lines. My guess is that Julian Fellows was like, I don't know if I can do that for an American lady. But it's like, just write the same lines and just have her say it in an American accent. Well, it doesn't I have to feel be like there's a lot that. of that in this show. I have to be honest. I think his snobbery is coming like through. Which yeah. is that he agreed right. to do this. And this, of course, this is the natural, you know, where's the next place I can make money? You know, I watch, okay, yeah. I watch the pilot. I watched yeah. the first half of the pilot by myself. Well, the I pilot's three and a half hours. I couldn't get through it. Yeah. Then Mr. Cleveland said, people are saying we, this thing, we should see it. I said, look, if you want, I'll rewatch this pilot with you, but only because I'm going to, you know, shop at Net-A-Porte or whatever while it's happening. I'm not sure, really going to sure. pay attention. Yeah. And he said, this guy is a terrible writer. And I said, well, he's not really a writer. He's a world builder. That's what Julian Fellows Do you know what, is. though, Ronna? That's just as important. Well, He's good at that. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it wasn't. But my point is that I think his snobbery is coming through, which is that he he may not even know he's doing it. He's holding back 10%. He doesn't, he doesn't want, want the show to, to be build, as good. <laughs> he doesn't want the American show to be as good as the British show. And he's holding yeah. back 10%. And he doesn't even know he's doing it. It's just this built-in British Empire something where he can't give them the good stuff. There's something in him that won't allow himself to give them the good stuff. And even with the old money people, the Van Ryans, you know, Christine Baranski, he's kind of like, oh, they think they're people. You know, there's right, this kind they of think like they're old money. Isn't that cute? Right. right. Isn't that yeah. isn't that adorable? They were farmers yeah. 150 years ago, and now for they're sure. This. Yeah. How, I do, how sort, blue does that blood run? He did this to uh, Elizabeth Montgomery on that other show. Oh, yeah. She Robert. never got any of the good lines either because she was American. Yeah. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. At least Robert. he imported an, uh, 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 the scheming, mischievous, devious Bennigan. gay guy role. 
because like i have to tell you no one he has honestly made that not passe and made it fresh again the evil gay he really takes evil gay characters especially in this one because i've only been i'm only one episode in well amy van ryan's son uh christy bransky's son oh he's a cartoon he and john adams like descendant like Whose also name oh. is John Adams? There's another evil yeah. gay in this. Call him I Mr. love an Adams. evil gay. I think it's so yeah. fresh. I really yeah. do. I'm glad in we got back there little so Greenwich, quickly. In their little dirty little Greenwich Village stomping ground, or wherever yes. they, you know, which yes. is now a twenty million dollar home. Absolutely, all of them. Absolutely. But that guy, I had to look up that actor because I thought, where did they get him? And the answer is kind of Adrian da Brody-ish. Da Vinci's demons or something. He looks like a magician. He does. <laughs> But the other thing, I was saying this to Brian a moment ago, I can't get over, for such an incredible writer, I can't get over the fact that at the end of the pilot, she even says, why do they put the words in her mouth? Oh, this is one of those parties where people don't have to RSVP. So we'll never know how many people are coming. But if we make for 200, that should be enough. But I'm nervous. I don't know if anyone's going to come because I can't get an RSVP. Surprise, surprise, no one comes. Why didn't they just have I everybody cried. accept the invitation and then not come? And then have Richard, somebody say, you're say, in New I, York. Say somebody, you about- I hope you're not going. And then do, do, do dominoes. None of them come. And that would have your- been something to be upset Rich- about. And Richard, what is your what is your opinion on all things cultural in the 19th century? Mm-hmm. In New York, well, I was, I was, I was kind of old by then, so I wasn't really paying much attention to like what the young, new money people were doing. I but, get it, um, yeah, but I, I, get it. I agree that it would have been a little more tension to have her expect a set number of people, and then they just blow her off. This is all her. I want to say: carte blanche, roll over me like a bulldozer. All I need to see is Bernie Telsey's name oh, on the end yeah. of credits, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm in for Deborah Monk. I'm in for Kelly O'Hara. I'm in for any Bernie Telsey special you want to give me of these theater actors. I have to tell you, I love The Gilded Age. I don't think it's good, but I love it. He's got yeah, Alice Ripley mis- scrubbing floors on the background. It's also sure. misusing a lot of these people. Yeah, Celia Balder, whatever her name is. It's right. One, one, one line in episode. I mean, what about the scheming maid? And the, that was the other thing. Turner. They don't even they don't even have the terrific butler basically character to say, okay, Miss So and So, mind your P's and Q's. You know, mm-hmm. everyone just sort of, eh. Why don't they just say, well, then why do you want this job? Well, I she as a lady's maid, I know. You know, they're not even extending. I mean, maybe it gets better. I don't know. Richard, I, know. I need you to tell me all about one thing in particular and then two things yeah. the and first then we've thing got to do with the show really i is. know but i want to ask him he just reviewed morbius i don't even barely know what that is i didn't know that was a character well, and i want to know what you thought of it to not talk about movies when he oh. came on oh, here, which is why i started talking <laughs> about tv oh, richard well, wanted we don't have to come to. on he richard and kate i thought don't know but they're living parallel lives they both said i want to come on the show but i don't want to come on to talk about movies well I then we won't i want to do the show are you but still taking horseback knows riding, Richard? The price of admission is is that you got to do what now. you do. Okay. You got to do what you do, and then you get to do the show. Then you get to go on the Rana ride after that. No, that's fine. We don't have to yeah. talk about movies. But I want to know wanted, about Morbius. The, I'm just curious. I heard he had to push the only around positive in a wheelchair. Of that movie. Everybody's mad. Oh, you liked it. You liked it. I, I'm the. I think the only positive review of that movie uh, because I thought it was kind of. Um, if you squint a little, it's like. 
kind of a gothic gay prep school movie where it's like Jared Leto and and, uh, Matt Smith, like our old childhood friends from a Greek kind of convalescent home for children. That's fine. And now they're adults and one turns into a vampire and then the other wants to turn into a vampire. And there's like a little Christopher Rice, a little Anne Rice. Um, so I, I zeroed on that. I don't care about like whether it fits into comic book lore. Oh, at all. no. Well, I've okay, got well, good. a That's very a serious gay gothic romance coming for you, speaking of Ian and Christopher Rice. So hold on to your hat. That's coming in October. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which is Interview with the Vampire, that they've re- which they're redoing for AMC. I know but a writer I, on that. I happen to know inside. It's Sco- based a little bit on Jordan, too, right? Michael Jordan? Your son Jordan, Robert. Jordan. Oh yes, sure. Yes, it's yes, it's. My son was a vampire in eighteen forty-three. That's not. Get the out part. of here. Yeah, get out. That's of not here. the part that it's based on. Okay. Uh, in any event, um, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Now I want to know. I tell you, I watched the first episode of We Crashed. I haven't gone uh-huh. back yet. Doesn't mean I'm not going to. I just haven't gone back yet because everything. Everyone's bothering me to watch Gilded Age. This, that, and I only have so much time. So and also Apple's doing the give them to you one at a time thing. So I have to go back for that. Isn't now. that funny, Morbius? It sounds almost exactly like Flotus, like the for, first lady. first lady of the United uh-huh. States. But I didn't think Jared Leto was a good actor, and now I think he might be. We have this conversation every week, Rana. <laughs> he's good on. He's really good on. We crashed. I think. I believe I it. I, as I say Is he good every in week. Is that's what I want to know. Good question. Because well, I have to say, yeah, I, I buy him immediately as the guy in We Crashed. I think that's a yeah. perfect he's role for him. Incredible in We Crashed. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a weird huckster kind of showboat guy, and that's exactly who he's playing, and vice versa. You know, it, it is a, it's a perfect match, and Anne Hathaway is great. Um, but in Morbius, weirdly, even though he's playing a vampire, he's not doing an accent. He's just like kind of a normal person, which is Weird. almost more alarming totally. than <laughs> any of his crazy voices. Have you ever and interviewed stuff. him personally or spent any time around him personally? You, you know, I never have, but I hear that yeah. he is very chatty. Like he'll just kind of accost people and like tell them the whole plot of a movie he's filming, you know, which is kind of, I think, weirdly endearing. But a lot yeah. of his other antics we've heard about are less endearing. So I, I wanted yeah. to know what his energy was like when you're around him, his energy. I've heard he's yeah. gregarious uh, and not unexpectedly so. Interesting. Yeah. Have you, right. um, are you still doing the, and just like that tours across the city? Well, those were shut down by the health department. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so because too I many just... old, too many old women were breaking their ankles wearing <laughs> wearing platform sandals. Well, so we were doing it. We were doing a thing where toward the end of the tour, actually, I think it was the last stop on the tour. It's been a while, but we would go to an empty comedy theater, and everyone could go up on stage to perform oh, their own comedy their concert. concert. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. But then a couple ladies were falling down off the stage. Jay we, and we, had the or- we we Shay and Miranda's <laughs> wedding. Yeah, uh, we had the orchestra yeah. pit open. That'll be which my was our first, first stop. Yeah. You should, yeah, they should just do karaoke. Yeah, you don't have to do a whole comedy. Uh, how funny, Ron? So much karaoke. Now wait a minute, you're on to something. How is that how not come a joke? Someone on that has show? an open bar in New York called karaoke. <laughs> they should. Yeah, you two better. And get you on get that up and you get to sing. Ba, the ba, only ba, thing da, I learned ba, from ba, ba. the only. <laughs> The only thing I learned from it just like that is you cannot live in New York if you're old because you c- they make you still wear high heels and you couldn't right. possibly walk around the city like that. And if you're not comfortable wearing any kind of clothing, 
Put them in wedges. That's Why the other did they City. do the hip replacement <laughs> storyline? That's right. Why did they do the hip replacement storyline? It makes no sense to me. Honest to God. And then they just cut to four months. I mean, it makes no. Her the time big jumps- died, and then her <laughs> yeah. hip died, and then we were on to something else. I don't. I don't the time jumps know. were crazy, but now that we have a, a renewed second season confirmed, mm-hmm. I really hope they can, can just kind of calm down little. with that. Yeah. Go a little more week yeah. to week. Have more themed episodes. We don't have to deal with grief. That is my. My, my hope is that this was just a if, really awkward long if runway. If this next season yeah. order doesn't have a back 100, I'm going to be super fucking pissed. <laughs> I only want to see 100 episodes. I need at least 100 episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need at least So even Emily's episodes. not Emily anymore because I have to deal with Camille. All right, listen, we've got to move on now. We've got to do what the show is. I'm Richard, so excited Richard's here. Did Richard write you. about the slap or he didn't write about the slap? I know he that did. American he wrote a whole a, piece about how I, well I let reviewed, down the Oscars were. I re- reviewed the broadcast and I ha- and I had done I had mostly finished the review and was just going to put a l- couple little things at the end about who won one best picture and then that happened and I was like oh shit and I had to go back into the Google Doc. And, like, how brutal is this it. line, Rana? How brutal brutal is this line that he wrote? I can't if believe ar- I didn't read it, Richard. I'm so uh, embarrassed. I apologize. If the I'm argument- all over Richard's article, so I don't know how I missed this, but I think I just couldn't deal with it. Go on. If the argument was that a trimmed down show is a better show, then a better show they would have to present. So good, Richard. And I they did it. not. <laughs> I could just bathe in that line all day and night. Oof. But, you know, in a weird way for the for the Academy, in some senses, but certainly ABC, that slap was the best thing that ever happened. How? When is the last time you heard people talk about the Oscars this much? Like, oh, and I know it's sure. in a bad way, but like, I just, I don't know. I think that So what that, happens yeah. to Will Smith now, Richard? Well, we're kind of waiting to hear. I can't the Acad- stop thinking about it, and I know we're supposed to, but I can't stop. Well, because he he left the academy. Uh, the academy whatever is still that. investigating whatever that means. What happened? Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to take his award away from him. They haven't taken Roman Polanski's. They haven't taken other Harvey Weinstein's. You know, no, of like, course they're practically the Hollywood Farm Press. Why would they take anything? Right. Away? What did you think, think about that joke they cut from Amy Schumer? What was Did that? You, she there was a joke she wanted to. She say, made a made Joe it. Rogan joke or something. No, was it? it was she goes. Her joke was, "Don't look up" is the name of a movie. More like, "Don't look down the barrel of Alec Baldwin's shotgun." Yeah, it's I not good. Not someone good. did die. Like I yeah. agree. I think it's I thought good her "Don't look it. up" joke was that she used was better about the so funny yeah. about the reviews. What was the joke again? It was funny. I can't remember what it she was. She was like, "Don't look up the reviews" or something like that. It yeah, was, it was, it was pretty like, simple, but exactly. Like, and then they cut to Adam yeah. McKay, and he was like, mm-hmm, as if he hadn't had a whole Twitter freak out with David Sirota about the reviews of that movie, calling people who didn't like it, like myself, pro climate change, which is insane. Jesus. Yeah, but uh, I'm asking you, forget about the Academy and the repercussions. Yeah. What happens to the star, Will Smith? Well, that's a big question. I was listening to your episode with Kate Arthur, and, and you know she had some interesting ideas about that. But I, I, I think that he, the next couple projects he has in place, Emancipation, and there was a Netflix thing that already fell through. Um, I think he's going to have to kind of lick his wounds, do the Oprah interview, lay low for a while, and then in a few years time come, you know, because the, like the emancipation they put short. on hold, right? Like they're shelving it for now is what I, is I, I, what I yes, I, I, I yeah. think that's right. Um, and I think that he'll just have to wait because like institutional memory for this kind of thing is not that long. I think no. it will be longer for him because of matters pertaining to race and other things. But like, um, I, I, I trust that like he will be back. I also you know. think it's because he told us he was the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. If Mickey yeah. Rourke had done this, 
People would say, uh, or Sean what? Penn. Yeah, Sean yeah, Penn is the first ch- thing I thought of. I was like, if that had happened, we would have been like, oh, Sean well, Penn on. gets by yeah. everything unscathed. Mel Nothing Gibson, matters. He's working again. I, and again, I think those are issues of race too. I think you're right, Richard. I think that this this will be a different well, thing. But I, I mean, certainly that is an issue. But I think this is an image issue, which is that Will Smith sold himself as the nicest guy in the world, mm-hmm. always smiling, always helping. You know, yeah. And that was his narrative, meaning. Those people, he and his wife, have sold, have sold themselves and their narrative to the world for such a long time. No one asked them to say, "We're the nicest people in the world." Here's how it goes. Da 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 da. And so that I think is the thing people are having the hardest time with, which is, of course, we all know that to some degree, it's a persona, or you make a choice, or that people are different in public than they are in private, meaning what you allow the world to see of yourself, if you're an incredibly famous person. But I think that's the thing I, I'm having trouble getting past, which is this idea of who we thought you were and this other thing that he couldn't. And Fran Lebowitz said something very interesting, which was uh, you can't imagine the... Le- it's so hard in a way to do what he did because everyone knows they're on TV. Everyone knows the world is watching them. Everyone, you know, you think watching at home, like, oh, this guy just snapped. But everyone sitting there knows there's 14 cameras traced on them, that there's publicists there, da, 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 da. It really took for him to snap to do something like that. Because there's so many barriers to doing something like that. It's really interesting to think about how this started. You know, um, the film premiered, King Richard premiered at Telluride. He wasn't there. There was some speculation about why that was. But it would have been a big kind of kicking off the campaign moment. But then he kicked it off closer to the film. What was the speculation? Well, there was a thing about, like, whether he was vaccinated or not. He clearly is if he was at the Oscars. But, like... um, was, I don't know if he clearly is if he was. At well, the I, 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 I don't bet, know. I yeah. I bet I'm not they sure, tested. But. I there. I have heard of a few people that you would think are vaccinated that are not, and they had to change the whole protocol around them and test for them and do it that way instead of the other way. But anyway, go on. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, off air. I can tell you about one actor I know for sure, and it has oh. skirted, skirted those rules. But um, but I but then he began the campaign when the movie was coming out on HBO Max and in limited theaters. And it started with such a weird, like all of his interviews were strange. The memoir was coming out and there were all those passages from Smith's memoir that were like, you know, were kind of somewhat taken out of context. But it just, his, his the whole campaign for for his an inevitable win for Best Actor, which he won at Telluride. I mean, there was no question about whether he was going to win months before the Oscars. And, and then he went radio silent for a while. And then this happened. And it was just like, it kind of, in a weird way, felt fitting for what has been a really bizarre half a year plus for he him. also had some sort of a facelift to something in the middle of the year i mean i'm just i i, I know i'm not commenting on oh his appearance this that he looked different i don't remember where it was that he showed up about four months ago and everyone said that's will smith it was when he went yeah. on that weight loss thing and he either oh, had a right. facelift yeah. or he had something or he had his wrinkles removed. he just his face was not his face and then now it's a little bit closer to where it was. Barbara Corcoran something. got a facelift, she said. Good for her. Yeah. They went together, I think. Will and Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get, this is the Kate Atha all over again. Let's get to the it show. It is. Okay. Rana, would you like Thank to read the first question? Thank you for indulging me, Richard. I can't resist. What about me, Rana? Beautiful brain. Yeah, yeah, I get you beautiful brain every week. Thank you. Uh, but I should thank you for indulging me. 
But I do appreciate it, and I can't resist. I, Richard's another one I could talk to forever. Oh, me easily. He's like have a, a drink in a know, hotel bar with you Rich know why, from now till the end of time. You want to know why, Ronna? Because he's a you, but he's also a me. Sure. <laughs> well, see you both at the Marriott Marquis. Just, Great. Just let me know. You'll, He's the vet in our see diagram. Brian at the Marriott Mac You and certainly will. We'll go up to the Pierre to meet. I'll see you at the Carlisle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, Carlisle, Brian, right. you know we, you know we're going to do a night at the Carlisle. Did you well, we are do, we're to promote the, the television series. I have a funny Carlisle yeah. story really quickly. I was at the um, – the O and M, the theater publicist, their their very fancy uh, post Tony's party one year, um, okay. and this was the year that Glenn Close came back and did Sunset Boulevard. Um, and my friend and I, there was like a, a upstairs party. You had to take an elevator up, and that was sort of more like the kind of exclusive whatever. I don't know how we got in, but anyway, we were sitting on a bench having a lovely oh, conversation. I know how you got in. And, and the head of they this need company, people like you. The head of this company, you're the only person yeah. they need at the party. Well, maybe that's true. He walked up to us and said, move, Glenn Close needs to sit here. And we were like, what? And we looked up, and then she was already sitting down as we were. <laughs> wow. And that is my most stringent memory of the Carlisle. Move, yeah. That's Glenn a Close good Carlisle memory. Here. And she just kind of. Yep. Yeah. You were like was, a cat on a seat that they brushed off. <laughs> exactly. There was a cat on a chair, yeah. and they skidded you right Also, off I love chair. Glenn Close yeah. in another part of the room being like, I need to sit <laughs> there. There. Yeah. Those two nobodies <laughs> raised them. I need to sit in a. I need to sit in a position of advantage for my yes. face. And this right. needs to have been chair right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. Yep, <laughs> fabulous. All right, dear. As you know, as a longtime listener of the show, yes, people write in the desperate. Yeah, they don't have anywhere to turn. And as I've said recently, and I'm going to say it again. Stop sending me your, do I use paper bags or plastic bags at the grocery store? Right, exactly. Okay? You write to us when you have something that you are on the precipice about. As Brian so astutely mentioned, it could be somebody, your uncle's putting wine in your your dog's dog dish. It could be that you don't know whether to get married. Or you could or to leave a relationship, whatever it is. Do you stay in a place where someone has freshly died? But stop sending us the paper or plastic questions because I'm not going to answer them. Right. The answer and is also always stop plastic. Saying, I'll try to keep it brief when it's not true. Okay. Yeah. But do send us new questions, fresh questions to askron at gmail.com. And don't get by on a technicality because maybe you're wearing briefs. And so then you think we won't notice if you say I'm keeping it brief because we don't know the slang. <laughs> Good point. Excellent <laughs> point. So Thank they've you. written in. They're desperate. These are real questions from real listeners. Yeah. And we're going to give up. And best not R E E L real, Richard. No, not in not real not like film your real. business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like real is the popular streaming channel. <laughs> exactly. Ronna Dearest Ron Brian. Oh, and wonderful. Guest. She made you a know choice. What, Brian? No, I'm, I'm glad. No, I want you to read it. I'm glad you made the choice too. I changed my mind. I don't want to oh, read it. I don't anymore. know which one to read first. Which one were you going to read? The, the first one. Read the okay. first one first. Okay, yeah. you got it. Ready? I said, ready? <laughs> ready. Okay. Hit it. Dearest Ron Brian, a distinguished <laughs> guest, certainly. I wrote in toward the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 asking for advice on how to handle an awkward work encounter with my boss. I'd accidentally texted him expressing my desire to, oh, okay. in Ronna's words, I thought this was a continuation. Oh, yeah. Ronna, oh, yeah, yeah. Get this, though. I don't remember this. And you are filthy, Ronna. I'd accidentally texted him expressing my desire to, mm, in Ronna's words, this. Receive his hot, salty load on my chest. Like nachos or something? Exactly. 
Exactly. It wasn't Loaded. really directed at the boss. It was directed at someone else, and the boss received the right. text exactly. by accident. It was Fortun- very embarrassing. Fortunately, the situation was dealt with, and I'm still working at the same company as a laboratory manager. To the point, I grew up in Houston, Texas, the second oldest of four kids to deeply devout Catholic parents. I have an older sister who's married with five children. They're very conservative and deeply devout Catholics. I have a younger brother who is married, and I have a younger sister who is married with two kids. I was an altar server for years, had my confirmation, and attended seven— I'm nervous. This is making me nervous. Had my confirmation and attended seven years of all-boys Catholic school. It took me years to come out to my family as a gay man. Possibly even more difficult was telling my family that I was no longer Catholic, that I believe you, that I was no longer Catholic and was stepping away from the church. That was now 10 years ago. And for the most part, we've come to an understanding and I thought we were all in a good place. My siblings live scattered across the country with their respective spouses and families. So it rarely happens that we all get together as a family now. This past January, my my parents thought it was time to have a family reunion and rented a beach house in Galveston. Uh, what is that? What give me the an jinx. A, give me a what give the, me a um yeah they had a horrible a one, you know. hurricane that the nuns couldn't protect the children from. That was the first thing. That was like in 1919. But later, Galveston, which by the way, old timers call it Galveston, oh, was really? like yeah, is off of Houston. It's got the brownest ocean water that the eye could ever see. Is it yeah, an island? It's ugly. It's an island. Yeah. It is an island it's that couldn't escape the hurricane. It's a man-made island or a real island? I don't know that. I don't know that. But it's off the coast of Houston. So there is no East Coast equivalent? I mean, is it hard? Not, not to Lionel. Lynn? Maybe, yeah. I would say that it was one of those or places that Cape. like- it seems like it's it Lynn. It was one yeah. of those places that like in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, like- was, At a boardwalk. You would take your yeah. parasol. You would go to Galveston. Oh, it's Atlantic. It's City. It's, it's, Atlantic it's Rehoboth City. Beach. Sort of like that. Sort of like that. No mm-hmm. casinos. But it's it's charming. It does have its charms. Okay. 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 Uh, rented a beach house in Galveston. Don't, don't get me started on the location and time of year. And it's also where Robert Durst chopped up one of the bodies. Galveston. Yes. Okay. Now I know what, because I remember the footage. from. That's the how they built the island. Yeah. The, the Correct. Durst off, the, off the body. I have been seeing and living with a wonderful man for the past 18 months and things are going very well. I even asked my parents if he was invited on the trip. So we booked our flights why? and thought all was well. Right. When my older sister found out he I would just be- mean why. I mean, I don't mean why. I just mean why. I know what you mean. Is that the trip? Like you that sounds take worse for you than for them. Those are the days he should take off work to I go to Galveston you with your family. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do I actually. Do. Can't we go to Hawaii instead or Disneyland yeah. if you're those people? I mean, I yeah. just mean anything. But anyway, go on. When my older sister found out he would be joining us in Texas, she decided to back out of the trip because she wasn't ready to introduce her kids to me and my partner. Did I mention how Catholic they are? She sounds awful. I then found out they rescheduled their trip to Texas to visit family, my parents and my younger sister, for a month after we had planned our reunion. My question is, how do I proceed forward? It's clear that she and her family don't want to admit to their kids that I'm gay and living with another gay man. It seems as if my parents are okay with that too. How do I go about family relationships now that Mm. I know they don't even accept me for who I am and will not let their kids know who I am really either? I want to be able to see my nieces and nephews, but not at the cost of losing my identity. Well, that really is giving them a lot of power over your identity. Any help would be great. Sincerely, Kevin in Denver. Kevin in Denver. P.S. Do you have any recommendations for a summer trip to P-Town, Mass? Where to stay? Where to eat? Where to go out? Thanks. Richard, what order do you want to take this in? Oh, wow. It doesn't say, it doesn't say anything about your personal life. 
Uh, my question ab- about the the initial question I have is how close the the writer is to the sister. You know, is who's like, got a traffic jam? You, Richard? It's got. Oh, that's me. City. I'm sorry. That's, that's a New Brooklyn. York City operation. Yeah. No, that's um, right. Go on. I'm looking at sort of Atlantic Avenue. Um, yeah. Like, so he he said he wants to see the nieces and nephews, but maybe the sister is less of a factor there. Right. And I don't know how old these kids are because you know the mysterious, but then later in life, cool gay uncle is kind of a trope for a reason. <laughs> you know, I think that was a lot of people's relationships um, with their gay uncles a long time ago was they didn't really know them as kids, and then when they were a little bit older, had more autonomy, they could seek them out. So part of me would so say sad. maybe write them a letter or maybe send a Christmas card with the photo of you, like the couple, and they could, they either throw it out or they put it out somewhere and the kids see it. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a way to communicate with the kids that's not through the sister. Well, she's not like, saying you can't see your niece and nephew. She's saying, I don't want your niece and nephew to meet your boyfriend. Is that right? right? Yeah. I guess then why would your boyfriend want to meet her? I agree with that. I have to be honest with you. I think you, and and listen, uh, it just gets to a point where it did with me. My parents were so extremely religious, which was, I don't know if yours are or not, but no, no, no. So mine are, and it just gets to a point where you're like, for me at least, where it's just sort of like, okay, don't I deserve to just stop trying? Can I just stop trying? I don't want to deal with this. And Look, if my boyfriend wants Especially to Especially when you're the only one trying. Exactly. It's just sort of like, I'm going to do what I want. If your sister cancels her trip, it sounds like she's an asshole. I, I do think that Richard is correct, that I think these parents are obviously doing a huge disservice to their children who will probably grow up to be like, you guys are assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, then they're assholes too, and it worked. Or they're going to grow up being like, ho, ho. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the situation uncle. is- you either have to decide whether or not you value having a relationship now with the nieces and nephews or the autonomy of yourself and your relationship, and you don't want to compromise that by sort of only half presenting yourself to your family. Quit. And if you choose totally. the latter, you just have to wait for the nieces and nephews I, to get I, old enough that they have – that they can I totally to agree, own. and I think when you said – when the letter writer said that they didn't want to compromise their identity, I understand that on one level, that means I don't want to pretend I'm not gay in front of people. The thing is that shouldn't even be on the table. Um, and I think that what you, what I interpret that as with the compromising your identity is you are dancing as fast as you can. And I know this story to make everyone happy and comfortable with your sexuality. You are doing everything you can to make it seem like you are normal and okay in their eyes. Guess what? You already are. And quit. Tr- I just would quit trying so hard. What are you getting out of this? What are you getting from these people? And but- fine. If, and also, you don't know for a fact that your parents feel the way that you assumed they feel at the end, which is that they're not comfortable with your identity either. It just sounds like your sister was uncomfortable and they were like, uh, we don't know what to do. And of course yes. the argument that always wins is, well, what's best for the kids, you know, but you don't really know that all you know for sure is that your older sister, you could take a break from her and it'd be fine. That's what I think. Your parents didn't ask you not to come. Right. Your That's why I don't lump them she- into this. Yeah. And they also didn't ask you not to bring your boyfriend from what I'm reading here. Mm-hmm. You can tell yeah. us. But And you can write in and tell us if we've got it wrong. Your parents said, everyone's invited. And your sister said, we're not coming. Mm-hmm. And your parents did not then launch a phone call to you and say, look, it's a family reunion. 
I know you, this guy's important to you, but you've only been dating for 18 months. Would you mind not bringing him so that we can all be together? That's a different thing. Your parents didn't do that from what I'm reading. Right. And that, that is their way of saying, we accept you and we accept her. This is how she wants to think. It would be great if they didn't think they didn't accept the way that she thinks, but they're super Catholic. So they don't. That's they familiar have, territory. They have figured out how to feel about it for themselves, but they're not going to tell her how to feel about it. And they don't totally think she's wrong. That's just where they come from. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying that is where they come from. But I think it's a pretty impressive thing that your parents did not say, just don't bring him. Because yeah. that would have been the easiest thing to do. But the real question is, I, I, I really want to tread lightly on this. And I want you two to tell me if I'm out of line. Because I think that there are, uh, what is the trip? Who's it for? Why are we doing it? What are these relationships? Meaning, wouldn't it have been easier? And I don't mean you have to choose the easy path. And you are absolutely entitled to be at that time in your life where you say, I'm not doing it and I'm not showing up if it's not the way I want it. And everyone has to accept me and let's just be done with this already, if that's what's happening. But you've been dating this guy for 18 months. You're not married to him or you don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe you're thinking about marrying him, whatever. You sort of knew it was going to be a problem for your sister. What made you want to bring him on this trip with your family? Was it that you really wanted to have this moment of here it is, everybody, and we're going to walk on the beach and we're going to be together. And I want you all to see that you wanted to bring both parts of your life together, which I can completely understand. Or is there something where you're trying to force your sister your sister's never going to see eye to eye with you on this. So you have to decide, as these two were just saying, who you want a relationship with. Do you want a relationship with the nieces or the nephews? I'm not in any way saying that her behavior is okay. And I want you two to call me out on this if it needs to be called out. But I'm just wondering why this was the place where this all was going to play out. I where- sort of feel like I would have, whether it's the place or not, I actually think a year and a half is a long time okay. to be together. But- I would the have parents said, said, sure, bring him. Totally. I just would have said, this is what I would not have gone to this. Um, if I if I had told people I'm bringing someone and then they had said, well, you can't, I would have been like, well, then I'm not going either. It's just not yeah. happening. I'm not going to sure. go. However, um, what I think you could do is still like introduce him to your parents who I think are probably on board with it. Just do something without your sister. I probably, if if someone told me you can't bring your boyfriend to this thing, to a thing that also wasn't costing anyone anything, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you have this plus one that's not reliable, that's not vetted. You know what I mean? It's just, it would have bummed me out, and it would have, for me, compromised something in my integrity to go after I had been told that. It would have for me. Yeah. I think I switched my opinion now, even as I was just talking, which is that if your sister has a problem with it, it's her problem. Right. And in a way, your parents said the same thing, which is we invited everybody. We're having a family reunion. You are our son. You are our family. We are saying that the person you've been dating for 18 months is welcome in our family. If any, if any of the girls had a boyfriend for 18 months and they wanted to bring them, we would have said sure. So we're saying to you, sure. And if your sister has decided not to come, that is something she needs to figure out for herself. 
yeah, she's not pushing you away from the table. She's not coming to the table, you know? And so maybe the best long-term kind of thing is like to keep bringing your partner to the, your parents. And if you, if they get along and your sister will hear talking to the mom on the phone, like, Oh, we had a great time with so-and-so and, you know, and maybe eventually she'll come around, but I don't think it's your responsibility to um, change her mind. And unfortunately that means that the kids, the, the nieces and nephews are, are not going to be part of this part of your life for a while, but like it's on her. It's not like, I don't really think there's anything he can do to, I don't either. That, right? And I, like, I think it, it's, I, I do, I do think that also, I guess some sort of silver lining, but I wouldn't hold my breath and I wouldn't want to hold my breath that she, what the mother wasn't ready to do this. That doesn't mean she's not ever going to do it for whatever reason. Yeah. She said she's not ready. Now, listen, I wouldn't take that as a sign that your sister one day will be awesome. I wouldn't, but her kids will grow up. I mean, this is 2022. They're going to know. Um, and also like, honey, I just have such a problem with anyone who is still a devout Catholic taking any sort and giving money to that church, having any sense of moral authority. I think it's gross, but fine. She has this belief. She has whatever. I, I don't I think you should really be proud of your parents. I do I too. Mean, I think that that's, that's the getting thing is, lost in this. I do too. And also they didn't choose her over you in this situation. They actually Chose you over her. And not to mention, parents just weirdly are always in these precarious things where uh, they don't want to get involved in this shit. They just don't want to get involved also, with your fight with your ups. sister. Exactly. If she doesn't want to come, she doesn't have to. But and I she, think, and they, they don't have to make her. But I think both of you make excellent points. And Richard, I think that's a great idea. So just sort of, look, if your parents are okay with this guy and if they meet him, and by the way, they only get more and more okay the more they're around something like that. Then, yeah, Plus. it should just be like, well, we don't care. You really still care about this? Right, and know? then the sister's going to feel like more and more of a jerk. You know, exactly. like, oh, so I'm missing out on this event and this family thing and that because I'm being so stubborn. Because I, what is she, raising these kids in the woods? They're, they're, they're Like you said, they're, they're going to be aware of gayness, like, if they're not already, you know. Like, of course. Yeah. Pretty soon. So, right. like – Unless she's, you know, homeschooling them in some sort of compound somewhere, which it right. doesn't sound like she is. With no phones, no access to anything. Yeah. Like like the tide of time is going to kind of carry her, hopefully, to- back toward the family. But she is the she is the apostate in this situation. She's also, the one who left, you know. Yes. and But also, kids are the new bad boyfriends. Canises right. and nephews are the new bad boyfriends. What do I mean by that? We get a million letters from people. My friend is marrying someone I don't like. What do I do? And the answer is you get over it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with nieces and nephews. You can't control your relationship with them. They belong to their parents. And as they get older and they make decisions for themselves, you can choose to, to be a part of their lives if they also choose to be a part of your life. And you can be consistent and you can send gifts and you can send cards and you can let them know, I am this loving presence out here if you're ever wondering about me. Or I'll see you at grandma and grandpa's house or whatever it is. But they're her children. And so they're going to have to live under her rules until they don't. And also there is an expectation that- These are disappointments in life. When your parents come around to who you are and accept who you are, I think sometimes as a child, there's an expectation of not only are they going to come around to who you are, but they are going to be on the next float that drives through town. cheering for gay rights and it just doesn't really happen that way i guess for some people it could 
but it just doesn't really happen that way. They are only starting with this thing and they don't probably yeah. even have the language to know what to say to your sister or whatever. And it really, so you really shouldn't take that part out on them. This is your sister. It seems like. And also consider your partner's level of comfort. Like, does he really want to go to mm-hmm. a situation that's this fraught? Like maybe, yes. like you said, Rana, like time is better spent together traveling elsewhere. And maybe yeah. for a while you have to kind of compartmentalize those things. It doesn't sound like the the, the writer is that like intensely right. close with the family. He lives in Denver. He's not in Texas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, what if we just went on vacation instead of spending our vacation days right. fighting this fight? Right. I don't want to yeah. meet someone who doesn't want to meet me. Like, what's that person going to do all weekend? In you fairness, know? Mm-hmm. again, the parents said, sure, bring them. Yeah. 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 They did want to meet him. You know, yeah. maybe they weren't going to roll out the rainbow carpet, Brian, or the rainbow tutu on the, on the, sure. put the cat in a rainbow tutu. I was like so mad Muskrat when I Nation. came out to my parents and those tutus Nation. weren't at the ready. I'm talking about the cat on Muskrat Nation, the Instagram Oh, the cat account. you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rana loves Catstagrams. She just can't get enough. I think we've got some fan who's got a very famous cat Instagram account and they put the cat in a rainbow tutu, but he hadn't come out to his father. He was worried his the, father the Greek, was going to- The Greek family. Right? Yeah, Greek, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the father had no idea. Okay. Uh Oh, here we go. Here we go. Another repeat customer. What is this? I don't know. the same person. (laughs) Preface. I am a repeat customer. I wrote in about my personal style drought about two years ago and won a Lance's skincare kit. I remember her. It was the gift that kept giving because I finally shook my lifelong Cetaphil habit and have since explored many superior products. Look at that. I'll- I'll just say I'm never going to say a bad word about Cetaphil if it's working for you. So, dear Ron and Brian, I am an awkward and Richard, of course. Please. Hello. Please. <laughs> include our guests when you write to us. Yeah. I am in an awkward money situation with a group of friends. Oh, I think it's good that we're answering this now because we're already all juiced up about group dynamics and how people are supposed to yes. treat each other. And now we get to talk about cold Hard cash. (laughs) A dear friend, let's call a friend A, has recently experienced some major life milestones. And with the pandemic coming to an end in our part of the world, I suggested to our group of five friends from college that we all visit her in her city. We haven't all been together in several years. This is feeling like Australia. (laughs) Oh, I can't answer this then. (laughs) Please keep... (laughs) Please keep that in mind while when, when you answer this question. Okay. After we agreed on a vacation rental that was at the top of my budget, but checked all the boxes, put a pin in that, excuse me. Right. You agreed to it. Yeah. Top of your budget, you agreed to it. It made the cut. I made the booking on my, this is like those shows with the trying to decide which house to buy. House hunters. I made the booking on my credit card. One friend, friend B, texted me outside of the group chat and asked to pay her share. Okay. She mentioned that, that it would be split four ways, not five, implying friend A would not be chipping in. I had already confirmed with friend A that she wants to spend the weekend in the rental with us. So I accounted for that in my budgeting. I reminded friend B of this and said that I would still like to do something special for friend A, but was expecting it to be more along the lines of a nice dinner. Her response was a shrug emoji. 
The difference hmm. between splitting the bill four and five ways is $200. This amount is out of propor- proportion to gifts I give friends. I don't know how the others feel. Uh, the other friends did their math either. The extra $200 may, $200 may be devastating to someone else's bank account. Again, I think these are Australian dollars we're talking about. I am thinking about this two ways. If I were to throw a party for a friend, I wouldn't think of asking her to contribute financially. On the other hand, when friend A was a bridesmaid at my wedding, she said, hey, after buying a dress and a plane ticket, I won't be able to buy you a present. And I really appreciated her frankness. Friends don't let friends stress about money, right? Well, you don't need any help, dear. That's all you stress about. This is your thing. How do I resolve this confusion? Text everyone at once? Ask each person individually and default to the majority? I just want to get through this so I can go back to looking forward to my first vacation in seven years. Mm. Much love, friend C. Hmm. This is a person I'm going to say young also is my guess, only because vacations are everything to a young person. You scrimp and save and you just want to blow it out of the water. And also five people wouldn't be able to all get together like this if they were in the late thirties or, you know, they all have other obligations. Yeah. So the plan was made and the place was found at the top of the writer's budget. Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, friend B said, oh, by the way, we're paying for friend A because we're celebrating their accomplishments. Is that how it happened? I believe it sort that's of right. sounds like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, then I but just it's $200 like, a person. More. So that means, so, so and that's 800 and it's five extra people. dollars. Right. So, so now they're paying four the people gift, are paying a thousand. The gift is $800. Right. I mean. Whereas if they just, all took her out to dinner, it might be $50 each. Right, right. No, I, I think $200 to give someone a gift as like, congratulations on your career or whatever. I think, I mean, if you're rich, great, go for it. But like, that's yeah, but a little excessive. It's a lot know, of money. Yeah. Because then that puts that person in the, the position of like, oh, shit, now I have to do it. And then you that, that never ends, by the way. Like, you just get stuck in that. So I feel like, I mean, I don't know when this person wrote, but like, can't you just find a different place? Like, it checks all the boxes, sure, but, like, the, there's actually one big box that's not checked, which is that you can't afford it given the current scheme of the whole trip, right? Like, Well, the other I, issue I is that friend B decided they were all going to pay for friend A. Right. But friend A, no one knows what friend A thinks. Well, she said that she asked friend A, and friend A said, yeah, I'm going to stay at the rental that right. weekend. So she thought, oh, okay, so we're all going to be at the Airbnb. Here's my, how much it's going to well, be Well, then tell friend everybody. B to pay for the whole goddamn thing then. If, like, like if they're the one offering, like saying, oh, we should have it be that friend A doesn't doesn't pay for any of it. Well, if, if that's your idea, then it kind of feels like don't offer other people's money, you know, or don't bully them into like going over their budget. I Is think that-, that it's very difficult to argue with the position of someone saying I can't afford that. Like right. I, what? It's pretty, pretty bulletproof of yeah. I can't afford to do that. However, I do blame the letter writer a little. For not being clear about, because friend A might think like, oh, I'll just stay at this house they're renting. Like, that'll be fun, you know? And maybe when she finds out she's going to pay, she's like, oh, oh, no, I'll just stay at my house. You know what I mean? Like, who who knows? But But the rules should have been set here. But also, what is this? rigidity around where people sleep. And what I mean by that is if you're all, we've had these kind of things before where people rent a house in Palm Springs and then someone brings a friend and that's not cool. That person needs to contribute to the thing. 
Totally. This person lives in Brooklyn, Los Angeles. Sydney. Marblehead, Sydney, wherever Mm -hmm. this is. And so then the friends are coming and that's sort of the thing, like your friend comes to town, stays in a hotel room and you say, I'm going to crash with you. Hmm. You wouldn't say, so you're going to split it with me if you crash with me in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. Correct? I think right. you're right, even though I'd be resentful as out. hell about it, but yeah. Well, no, if you invited them to crash with you, would you expect them to split oh, with you? Oh, if you invited them. No, I wouldn't. So I think what Richard is saying is correct. If we're going to split it four ways, I can. here's how much I can afford. I have put aside... whatever it is for the weekend, $200, $75. I have no idea how much this Airbnb is. That's what I can afford. So if so-and-so isn't going to contribute, then we have to find a less expensive house. If they are going to contribute, great. We can all stay there. But, and, and, and if that's the case, then I'd love to do a nice dinner one night or something like that. Mm-hmm. But really, this is more than I've put aside for the trip. But it's weird to me to make a budget and and make something the top of your budget when you don't know how many people are splitting it. Like every time I, I usually book the Airbnb for friends if we're going upstate or something. And I'll always send like three options and then be like broken down five ways. This is the cost per person. Right. You know, that just seems like, a, I also think it's interesting that we have, we don't really know anything about C and D friends. We haven't heard that. She well, how is- do we address that? Because no one has talked to the group. It's only these right. two having this conversation. And obviously B said to a, you shouldn't pay for this. I'll talk, I'll handle it. And so right. C who organized the whole thing and booked the Airbnb is now in the position of looking cheap, basically, if she either says, I need the money or I'm changing the house. That's how she feels. She feels exposed. Right. But what about, what about the other two? Yeah. Like, I I just feel like if you send an email, I mean, maybe it's too late now, but like if you send an email out saying, hey, there's been, and you keep friend A out of the email. Right. There's been some talk about maybe we go in and buy the, you know, basically pay for Susie to come this weekend to celebrate her accomplishments given that this place that we've been looking at doesn't really, it's maybe a little too costly for four people to split. So here are some other options. Like, I feel like that's a very, like you're honoring friend B's kind of generosity, but then you're, you're, you're bringing it down to a more manageable scale for you and potentially the other two people. Like you might have to bite the bullet and like spend a little extra just to, you know, give this gift to the friend. uh, I think you you want that. Yeah, totally. And if you can't get out of the Airbnb, I think that's your plan a, and I think if you can't get out of the Airbnb, if you look at the cancellation policy or whatever, you could just say, like, I, I think when I had picked this place, I didn't anticipate this happening. I can't really afford that. I would like to do something nice for her, but just let me know if everyone's cool with me asking Friend Day to contribute, I guess. What do you think, Ron? Or invite two more people. There you go. You know? Yeah. Spread, spread the spread the cost. There you go. That's a fun idea. I I hate, I really hate when someone does something nice and someone else changes it. I really don't like that. Yeah. I really don't like what B is up to here. Cause this is what B does. Yeah. B it's takes, like a thing on a B thing. And all of a sudden there's too much topping on this. Yes. Sure. And you B, did the legwork of booking it, but I came up with the great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a said, did a say we should all celebrate her milestones? I think, well, I think the letter writer said that, right? Yes. Uh, 
She suggested, or he suggested. I mean, yes, our person, I suggested to our group of five friends from college that we all visit her in her city. Mm. Okay. So she planned the trip and said, let's, she gave us a name, didn't she? I can't remember. No, she she signed it friend C, which was a huge mistake. Oh, okay. So I don't know whether, I don't know why I thought this was a she. I apologize if it isn't. Uh, B took ownership of C's idea. Yeah. And that I really don't like. And that's why it's also okay, in addition to the fact that you can't afford it, it's also okay for you to push back a little bit here. Say, this isn't really what I, uh, you know, you don't, can't just walk in and say, dinner's on us. Right. When you haven't discussed it with everybody. And I don't like that E and F are not involved in this conversation because then that becomes B's talking to E and F. Mm-hmm. C's talking to E and F. Everything's getting triangulated. And by the way, it's college all over again. And all of these tensions are coming into the trip. Which is so, I love Richard's idea of an email to the group and just say, hey guys, uh, you know, when I initially proposed the trip, I, what everything Richard just said, I this is what I was thinking. I thought we, since we were all going to be in the house, we were all going to be splitting it. If you want to give this to her as a gift, that's really nice, but it changes my budget. So blah, blah, blah. We blah, might blah. have to find a different place. But I don't really understand why there's a gift on top of the trip. I don't really, un- what are the, right. whatever these milestones are, maybe she became a doctor. Maybe she's getting engaged. Maybe she's finished grad school. It feels to me something like that grad school. Or I don't know what that's good. So now we be, now that we're in a bridesmaid situation where now we have to do a trip when you graduate, you know, no, we didn't do one for me when I, by the way, no one's doing for you. This is going to be like the people who had the COVID birthday parties, did all the birthday parties, and then nobody planned their birthday party. That's who you are. I just right. want you to know that. So look forward to getting no one to come visit you when you graduate from medical school or whatever happens to you. But the trip is the gift. Your company, your presence is the present, as they say. Mm. Someone came out of the way to come see me. Guess what I would do? I'd take them to dinner. Right, right. That is that to me is when someone goes out of their way to come see me. I can't wait to pay for everything the whole weekend because I can't believe how flattered I am that that person came to see me. I want them to feel welcome, and I want to celebrate them for that wonderful gesture that just said, "I love you so much." I got on a plane and wore a KN ninety five for eight hours, or which I do it's. every week, Ron. I do. I need to remind you, which is why I pay VB steak tomatoes. Thank you. There's also something to consider that if friend A, who is the one being honored and being visited, were to find out about all this, they would be like mortified. Yes, but we've got secrets now, and we need to bust open this dynamic. And the email is the way to do it. Clear it up with with not with A, and then proceed from there. And in the future, be prepared for B to uh, be prepared for B to give you the cold shoulder because that's going to happen. B tried right. to take ownership and then you took it back or you changed the game. And now on you've B. humiliated her. B is not going to like it. There's trouble coming for B with B. Just want yeah. you to know it. One more. Don't mess with my monies. Don't mess <laughs> Spoken with like my a true gilded ager. <laughs> but also, uh, there's a lot of focus from this person on their boundaries around money. And you've got to find a way, if you, unless you don't want to participate in group activities, you have to find a way 
to be a little bit more either, you either need to be clearer or you need to be more easy come, easy go a little bit about, I didn't have the fries when people go. To yeah, dinner. right. Don't be that. There's a, there's a, there's a balance there. There's a happy there's medium. a little bit of, yeah. I'm getting a little bit of, I didn't have the fries energy here. Right. Yeah. You had two glasses of wine. I had water sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not a way to go through life. Because all you can do with the whole meal is think about, are they going to charge me for the fries? Are they going to charge me for the fries? Are they going to charge me for the fries? And then you miss the dinner. Yeah. And then people stop Which inviting. is what she says at the end of, or he says, or they say at the end of their letter, which is, you know, how do I resolve this so I can go back to being excited about it? And ask yourself why, if you haven't taken a vacation in seven years, this is the way you decided to do it. That's another little moment you have to have with yourself. Oh, sure. This is not unlike the the letter we just had before, which is do you want to go to Galveston? Is that what you, is that how you want to spend the money that you were using for, you know, and maybe it is. Sounds like she loves these friends, et cetera, et cetera. But think about how you spend your money, how you spend your time, and what you really want it to be. And then make it the way you want it to be instead of hoping it'll turn out that way. Yeah. Our last question's pretty sweet and pretty short. Yeah. S- yeah. Short and Thank sweet. Goodness. Yeah. Dear Rana, Brian, and guest, Richard Lawson of Vanity Fair. Thank you for your incredible podcast. It's an absolute delight to listen to twice per week. A lift to drink Asgrana coffee and a treat to indulge in Negranas. Okay. You've got me. I'm listening. I'm hooked. My dear friend Christopher is marrying his fiance, Timothy. You gotta love the gays doing a full name. No Chris's and Tim's here. <laughs> no, not there's happening. no Chris and Tim. No Tim way, Jose. They have track lighting. <laughs> yeah, they were Chris and Tim for 18 years. Yeah. No longer. This is the this is the waterfall. The people with the waterfall counter. Could totally. Yeah. My dear friend Christopher is marrying his fiance Timothy this fall, and I'm lucky enough to be included in the wedding party. Thinking ahead, the day of what would be something special that I could plan that is either for or includes the grooms. While the ladies in the wedding party are having hair and makeup done. Thank you in advance for your help. Best, Elise. That sounds fun. Oh. At first, I thought she was going to ask for a wedding gift. And I was going to say just, you know, fruit-themed jewelry for the grooms. Oh, you know? Like a Carmen fruit. Miranda yeah. hat or exactly. something. Like a yeah. fruit hat or yeah. like, you know. A fruit cufflinks. Exactly. Some yeah. fake, you know, blueberry necklace or, you know, just something yeah. very. Watermelon cufflinks. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Tropical. Yeah. You know, tropical. Grape earrings. Exactly. A, a, or a tro- grape grass tie, skirt. A grape, uh, tie chain or something. Yeah. Pineapple uh, spats. Yeah. <laughs> Seashells with strawberries on them for a bikini top. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. <laughs> well, that wasn't the question. No. Unfortunately, fruit themed jewelry in this instance for two gay people marrying is not. So, what do you do for the fruits? Well, the friend of the fruits getting Great the question. makeup and hand done. <laughs> That's Honey. a pretty limited amount of time. I mean, it's a few <laughs> hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, massage. Excuse me, yeah. Facial, yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse but not me, the kind, not like the spa kind of facial. No extraction. Oh no. Oh just yeah. And no bukkake. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And no bukkake. Oh, I, <laughs> it depends on the masseuse, really, that you're hiring. Well, yeah. that's sure. Yeah. 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 No, you know. Excuse me. What's another gift? Um, foam party. Just the two of them. <laughs> Right. Pass around party bottom for the crew. Exactly. Venga bus. Yeah. 
Uh, I think give them like, you know, we don't want to do extractions, but give them a little spa experience. And by the way, with things like facials and massages now, they can come directly to you. So while you guys are, or you gals are getting ready with your hair and makeup, they could have a little like nice, uh, who doesn't want glowing skin on their wedding day, male or female. I but also, it's also their day. Okay, go on, Richard. Yeah. I don't know how fastidious Christopher and Timothy are. I'm guessing by the full Extremely. names that they are pretty yeah. well kept. I think you do. I think that's men. a good, I think that's but, a good. But in case maybe there are other people in the, in that, in that side of the party, like, you know when you get like a nice haircut and the the barber or whoever is like, oh, do you want me to trim your eye? I mean, I have this problem because I have very bushy eyebrows. I do. That's too, such yeah. a nice little thing. So they, someone on hand grooming. to do a little bit of grooming, a little beard, a little eyebrow, a little bit around the ears. You know mm. that that it's not as full service as Scout the women who massage, are getting updos, but yeah, like like nice things that makes them when they, when they walk out, it makes them feel like they are looking their best. Yeah. Okay. I like, that. I like this. I'm adding something to it. Yeah. Double-ended dildo <laughs> while they're getting the scalp massage? No. Okay. You know, Richard. You're the one, you're the one who I said something about a hot, salty load, Rana. So let's call a spade a spade. Well, first of all, that wasn't this episode. That's true. Okay. Sorry. You're right. Second of all, you know, I talk about the high-low and how, oh, I love high-low and da, 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 yeah. da. And then there's just the lower than the low, you know? Right. In any event. Are you talking about me? What? <laughs> Yeah, oh. I'm talking about you acting like an absolute bottom feeder right now. By More the way, Marriott Doc, Courtyard than Marquis. I you have know what? To, You're right. Exactly. I, I got I I to say this funny thing. Dr. Eliza was in the Bahamas for spring break. Fun. You know, doc, single mother, very sad. She's the but, one without a husband. Yeah, yeah no yeah. husband, two kids. Right. So Not sad. Right. So, so sad. In any event, she went. She went, you know, they have the pigs that swim to the beach, which people think is marvelous for some reason. Oh, and I think it's disgusting. Pig beach, disgusting. Everyone yeah. touches them. I don't know what's going on there. Me neither. I don't but even see a pig swim past my face. she also told everybody that she swam with sharks. So then she posted the picture swimming with sharks, and I said, those are nurse sharks. It's not right. sharks. Right. She said, it's still a shark. I said, it doesn't have teeth. It's a nurse <laughs> shark. Right. Who yeah. cares? It's like swimming right, with a really you. old you lady. You want to get into what? The, it's not a hammerhead. No, it's just someone who doesn't have their dentures in. Did you anyway. know that there is a big outdoor barbecue place in Brooklyn called Pig Beach? Why would anyone ever want to eat at some place called so Pig Beach? Disgusting. But has anyone ever eaten there? Was it delicious? I actually have eaten there. You have? Did you <laughs> see was, any I was of a number? There for a, an event. Did you see any of a number of my ex husbands there? Pig Although they beach? were all washed up, honey. All the pigs. I believe <laughs> yeah. it. I believe it. Okay, here's my idea. I love the idea of the groomer because I also think that is unisex or whatever you want to call it. Not unisex, yeah. but meaning if it's straight, bro- Timothy's straight brother's there or whoever. Yeah. That every, any man, I always say the only thing a man has is his haircut. Yeah, perm, perm, perm. So any man can benefit from a, perm. a terrific barber coming in, cleaning everybody up, and putting a little something in their hair, and all the, all the men in the wedding party will look terrific. Should be permed. Yeah, I agree. There will undoubtedly be men, like Timothy and Remothy, or what the, whatever the other one's name is. Timothy and <laughs> Remothy. I love the name Remothy. Just get someone to give Timothy an old Remothy. A Remothy, that, that's right. That's what he calls Timothy. By Just get, hire someone to do some Remothys on that Timothy. <laughs> it's a job. That's you know? Timothy's mm-hmm. nickname is Remothy. Anyway. Absolutely. He, is he the giver or the receiver of the right. Remothys? 
Who knows? He's great at both. That's what it says on the inside of the wedding bands engraved. <laughs> <Rimith>. <laughs> anyway, Timothy and Rimothy probably have their own idea. I love it. About how they want the hair and the nails and the et cetera. Right. By the way, another idea is you could get someone to give them manicures. A buff yeah. shine. Wonderful. Yeah, totally. But a grooming experience. But yeah. I would also, excuse me, also. As I was going to say, Ron, all of a sudden you're in New York. As they say in New York, also. Yeah. I would order a couple of buckets of champagne. Yeah. And I would get several of those masks, like an <laughs> eye mask. Oh, I love those. Yeah. And I would chill them. I'd have them put them in the refrigerator. <laughs> and, and they can have a glass of champagne. They can do an eye mask. Yeah. And depuff their face a little bit, which will undoubtedly be a little puffy after the rehearsal dinner the night before. And yeah. that, that is another little layer I would add to the experience while they're getting either their manicures or their remethes. Totally. Yeah. And I another think that's thing perfectly you could do nice. is you could hire like, you know, a fun friend or something to like- Give them a remethe. Sure. <laughs> but you could like, um, you could have the friend put on like a funky wig, like a funny wig. Oh, a clown. That's <laughs> like so a- fun. Or like a singing telegram or balloon animals. Of course. But we that's- all watch Love, Love <laughs> sure. is Blind. Love is Blind season two. Get a balloon animal, make it a come. What? <laughs> And it helps if your future mother-in-law happens to be a balloon animal maker. Happens to be a balloon impresario. That would be so not. I would do that. And then, by the way, and you know what? You know what else is fun? We've got to wrap this up. Fine. You you play a little a little round of of uh, you know bingo or something. Sexy right. bingo. Sexy That's bingo. Enough. Sexy bingo. Anyway, if you get, make it yeah. a nice experience for them. Just get but a twister also, mat and let it go yeah, out. Yeah, you could also go mad men then. Whatever their drink is, get them a scotch. Yeah. Or Cute. you can get them a bartender for you know something that yeah. just elevates whatever that experience or is. Bring, be for or bring or find anyway. what their hall passes are. Just bring them in there yep. and get it done now. You know, foot massage, get them yeah. all matching cute socks, something or like matching that. Uh, fruit anklets. But I would we'll just go say back to the fruit pendants. Be cautious about the liquor. I know someone who yes. um, got so oh, drunk no. preparing for their wedding <gasps> that they blacked out during their two hundred and fifty thousand dollars wedding and don't remember a single moment of it. So be yes, careful about well, that. That's a person that was probably going to do that anyway. But and, I do well, think you're right. Yeah. Don't ser- start serving them too early, or the day ends early. Yeah. Would it shock you they got divorced two years later? No. Get them an edible. Get them an like, edible arrangement. Can we yeah. agree that the more expensive your wedding is, the less likely your odds of staying together are? Because <laughs> yeah. you really yeah. just did it for that day, you know. Yeah. How much yeah. was your wedding to Derek? Well, by how much? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to give you a? Ra- it was between zero and a hundred and fifty million dollars. So you how were much, supposed to much? split it split it five ways, but then at the last minute, <laughs> that's absolutely right. I got all my exes together, and I say, "Hey, pigs at Pig Beach, I know who you are. I see you. Pig you're beach. nothing but pigs. Get your hooves off my face. You ran, you you blew the conch shell, and they all came scuttling. I apologize. In my life. I, I apologize. I shouldn't have brought up Derek again. I apologize. It's not nice. But now you brought him up again, Rana. I know, but I wanted to apologize. And I'll tell you this. This is how much. You know what? Our wedding our wedding was priceless. How about that? There you go. That's that's it. She paid for it on Visa. Rana, Visa is priceless. Isn't that, wasn't that the no. uh, wasn't MasterCard? No, Crepe Arrays. Crepe Arrays. Which, right. which one is priceless? One of the credit cards. MasterCard. Because Master it was Billy Cardup would do the, right. the thing. 
Right. Oh, okay. I wonder how much All money right. he made. For In that. any anyway. event, we've got to get to our giveaway. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah. Who've okay. We got here. So Richard, are we giving it to um, uh, Fruits in a Room? Right. Are we giving it to? Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I going to do? Because um, I can't Fruits go back in the on closet. The beach. Fruits yeah. on the beach. Are we giving yeah. it to Fruits on the Beach? Are we giving it to? <laughs> we're not giving it to Eliza, the doctor. Are we? Or are we giving it to? Uh, Got to go back in the closet and get to Galveston. Or are we giving it to? Uh, money, money, money. Airbnb. And I don't know what you guys are going to give them yet, right? Because that would compromise. How are we doing it these days, That's right. That's how. That's what we've been doing now. It used to be we knew what the gift was. Now we try to tailor it to the winner. Correct. I feel like the weirdly, I'm I'm almost thinking that the anxious Airbnb person could mm-hmm. use a little calming something, but I think I, I don't know. Principal would suggest to me that the first writer who is dealing with some ser- actually serious family issues probably could most benefit from something. The problem with giving the second one the writer the, something is that they're going to just think about how much money we spent on it, and they're going to wonder why we didn't just send them fifty dollars. That's right. who that I was going to say that they person, want cash. They're going to yeah. try to that sell it. That person to, to, is going to yeah. be obsessed with the fact that they why this is really nice, but why didn't they just give me fifty dollar right. Visa gift card yep. so that I could put it towards the Airbnb? Yeah, you have to figure out your issues around money. It's very hard. It's a lifelong struggle. Everybody has different ideas about money, and it's, it stinks. And you bump up against it, but that's a reason to not take a group trip. Split and I would say, and I think you all would agree, you need to start playing the lottery. Seriously. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we could send them some scratch tickets. Can you send those in the mail? I feel like that's illegal. Why would it be? Well, oh, it isn't depends on where they're from. Yeah. Exactly. Don't exactly. We don't from. know what state they're in. Right. I don't know whether they're in Queensland or they're in, yeah, where they are. Exactly. I would always bring a few scratch tickets <laughs> if I was meeting a friend at a bar for their birthday, you know, just kind of like a simple bar party. Always bring a yeah. few scratch tickets. Cheap, great, fun gift. That's a wonderful Mr. gift. Mr. Cleveland, that's his gift. He gives people the however many scratch tickets their ages. There you go. So yeah. you got 25 but, last year? I mean, his friends yes. all, so it's getting Rana? expensive. No, no, no. Ron, I got like 67 or high. Oh, I'm he not exactly that sure. me. What's oh. he crazy? What Don't come here you? twice. Right. Unless I win. Unless one of them is a plant and I want to, you know, want a fur coat or something. at the bottom Or he hands you a diamond to scratch the, t- the things with. Yes, exactly. There Good you point, go. Richard. Good point. So, okay. So the winner is Galveston? Well, it's either Galveston money or the lady who wants to do something nice for her gay grooms. But I don't think it's going to be her. Mm. We got to decide if it's money. What are we giving? Well, Richard's them? vote. Giving okay, them? we have one vote in. Yeah, I vote Richard, Galveston. Richard's vote is Galveston. Brian. Rana, I know. I'm having a tough time with this one. Um, I have more. It's true. I have more sympathy for some reason for the person who's struggling with their friends. Me too, because it sucks. But Galveston. I'm going to go Galveston just because I'm, you know. Yeah, Texas, the Texas connection. And Texas and loyalty to my tribe, you know. Yeah. He's yeah. gay. Okay, what are we going to get him? Ron is not happy. We can get him. Well, this is what I mean about the quality of the lettuce. You're right. It actually goes no back to No one that. is truly desperate who wrote into us today. You're right. Yeah. Well, we should give him like a, you know, 
travel a shoulder guy shaker? Or like a something. shoulder shaker exactly we should get him like <laughs> you know some like i don't know a brochure to hawaii what is could he? we could we send him something or could you rather send him something that is expressly said give this to your boyfriend because maybe they need it the most. Gifts are not transferable. We They're not transferable. This. But, but could if send the boyfriend them happens to, to enjoy it. together. That's true. I mean. He could... needs. Here's what he needs. It's something that every time his sister calls or he gets an email for his sister, he doesn't blow his stack. That yeah. is what he needs. Yeah. Because the sister is triggering him. And the sister is just the sister. So he needs some sort of something which gives him a moment before, before he responds, or before he decides what she's thinking or what this person's thinking or what that person. He needs something that gives him pause for a moment. So that what he if gathers we gave himself him- and says, how much of this is what's happening and how much of this is how I feel about it? What about a, what about a bottle of Negrana? I know, but then we're going to find out he doesn't drink. Okay, we're going to oh. send him the Negrana, but if he does not drink, we're going to send him a Palo Santo candles. We're going to send him. Perfect. And you don't even know the secret that I know that I can reveal. Are you texting him right now? No, but I'm going to show you something because I got an absolutely terrific text message that I wanted to read to you. These guys I met the one time I went to Fire Island years ago, they are DC gays, Rana. They were the ones who one of them wrote the guidance on how kids should be treated in schools when Windows was the secretary of education, DeVos. These are Mm -hmm. wonderful guys, and they are real movers and shakers. Excuse me. He said, our best friends just said they're obsessed with your podcast, and we're like, we know him. And then he showed me a picture of them playing polka. So this is them playing polka. Okay? I can't exactly say. Okay. Okay. Now, if you zoom in, you're going to love what you see, because guess what's on that polka table? A Negrana on the table. With four glasses, Rana. Wait a minute. That's fabulous. But also that? there in Fire Island, and who happens to be in Fire Island for the season? Excuse me. Who? Robin Lloyd and Dickie. They're in Fire Robin Island? Robin Lloyd and Dickie Greenleaf have taken over, are taking Fire Island by storm this summer. I'll tell you this. I'm a Provincetown. Uh, yeah, I, I I go to the film festival in Provincetown every year in June. Fire Island's the- beautiful. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I'm more of a Provincetown. Yeah. So, Richard, then you want to give those suggestions, the Provincetown suggestions that the guy asked for, really quickly. But I love. I mean, this, this I feel like I always get like forever. led around, and I don't know the names of places. But like, I, I, it sounds corny. I really enjoy the tea dance. I think it's fun. If you're, yeah, if why you're not? not there for like the height of height of se- like the season. It, it's a beautiful looking at the water. It feels very lively. It's all ages. It's all you know. Body types, everything like that. It's so much more welcoming, I find them. But you can't really go wrong in Provincetown. Well, you you know what I love to do is just walk and and like you walk toward the beach and then you do that kind of over the marsh trek to get to the gay beach. And there's so many beautiful houses to look at. All the blue hydrangeas are out. It's just, yeah, it's a marvelous place. But you can wander into anything that feels good to you. Yeah, fully. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know. You'll know when you're there. But now, when were you last in Provincetown, Brian? Oh, a million years ago. I've been in years. I went one time ye- e- e- years ago, and I want to go. When back. are we going to so, do a show there? I'm that's what I want to know. We're supposed to do a resident. We Richard, were supposed to do a COVID residency. I think you should it. come out for the film festival in mid June, so it's not quite swinging yet, but it is lively. Okay. And well, that's very soon. Can you arrange? Dave it? Holmes and Matt McConkie did their podcast out there for the film festival. Oh, did once. they really homophilia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, excuse me. 
We need yeah. to get we need to get on the horn. I don't know what yeah. to say. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Richard knows the organizers. He can connect. Now, Rana, if I go to the Venice Film Festival this year, which is looking I like I might, I'll see you on the roof of the Hotel Danielli, right? Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to stay at the Amman. She's not going to stay there, though. though. She's not oh, the Amman is nice. The yeah. Amman only has yeah. 10 rooms, Ron. I don't think you're going to be able to get in. What kind of a comment is that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying they only have 10 rooms. I've tried to stay there before. What makes you think I can't get into the Amman if I want to? Well, I can't get into the Amman, Rana. Yeah, well, what makes you think I can't get into the Amman if I I'll want to? I'll let you into the Amman. I have to say, last year, you didn't go to Venice last year or you did? No, I went to Telluride because, I don't know, for various Venice reasons, but... was back last year. Yeah. You were there? Yeah. I mean, it was, those parties were incredible. They really brought yeah. the glamour back. I mean, they, I mean, the Dolce and Gabbana boys, we have, you know, we're on the fence about them. They're real Italians. You know, they, they do what's right, best for them. They have some wacko beliefs. Yes, yeah. they do what's best for them. But they, th- they dressed everyone beautifully. The glamour was back. They had a party. I think Celine had a party. I mean, it was top The fashion notch. brands are out at Venice in a way yeah. that. They're even, I mean, the can has that aspect, but like Venice really, but can is hard. so sprawling and Venice can only be so big. So, well, I'll go. Such, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll all, so Richard, so let's we'll, all, we'll go. all go. We'll all go. Okay. Yeah, we'll I, need to, I would love to meet and... Celine and I would love to meet Dolce and Gabon. You know Richard, what I mean? if I'd we like do a party, if we do a night at Cafe Carlisle, are you going to come if we do a one night only? Of course. Yeah. Wonderful. All with, right, with, fabulous. Will you come up and, and uh, you and I can tell a joke together? Remember how they have like people just r- randomly in the audience, like Michelle Lee, just come up and say a quick something? Oh, yeah. Right. Like kind of we'll do a laughing style sort of. Exactly. Gentlemen in the, in the velvet blazer, that sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Listen to me. This has been absolutely a pleasure. I'm not going to insult you, Richard, by asking you what films you're excited about that are coming up because Don't I know do it. you're not here in your capacity. I actually do have one like recommendation that I want to make because it's a tiny film that's not really getting a good okay. amount of press. It's a film from a queer Australian director who has Macedonian roots. It's a film oh. a kind of about a witch in rural Macedonia in the 1800s. It's called You Won't Be Alone. It is absolutely I've, beautiful. I have not read your and, review because I don't want to yeah. have any spoilers, but I know that you said it was the best movie of the year so far. It's really – it's a little bit gory at parts, but it's it's not really a I horror can't movie. wait. How so does it connect to Honeyland? It, it has the same vibe of like, is this – existing at the end of time or the beginning of time it's just so remote and beautiful to look at Wait, tell me again what it's called you won't be alone i can't it's wait. opening that wide. sounds like my so, kind of movie i can't wait it's it's really beautiful i'm excited so, all right dear we absolutely love you love. thank you for being here relaws relaws this was a genuine we're, honor um and thank you for indulging my many <laughs> late night requests we're, we're gonna this. continue to bother you for yeah. all of our film needs please do yep. yeah uh and we have to tell we have to do the cliffhanger now do you want to hear it or do you want to leave you can leave absolutely want i want to hear it yeah oh my god imagine that i only ask the dieheads if they want to yeah. hear it it's true we, richard's yeah. one of the inner circle i don't waste my time with the people who you know i just i can't no, spend who like are, i don't want to spend that much time with them don't tell we them, gotta Ryan. know yeah we gotta but know that's yeah. the trick you know, know i just one. I don't want to do it. Okay. I'm excited for a Venice trip. Oh, and to get two rooms at the Amon Ron is going to be no easy Now we're thing, splitting it three luck. ways, guys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're splitting it. We're taking Brian to celebrate one of his milestones. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not paying for anything. Uh, okay. So the cliffhanger. Are you reading this, Brian? I guess I am. No, I think right. you are, Rana. 
<laughs> Sucks for you. To my beloved Rana and Brian and fabulous guest, if applicable. I mean, that's I, understating it. That's ratchet for sure. I'm for struggling. Sure. My relationship of six years seems to be ending. I'm a 34-year-old gay man. My partner is the same. We live in NYC. He is my first and only relationship. We have been engaged since 2018, and I think he only proposed because he knew I wanted that. He has had no interest in a wedding since then. To his credit, it was a perfect proposal. During COVID, I was unemployed as my job, which I hated, shut down. And he, miserable in his job, quit to start his own business. I provided help financially via my unemployment benefits and practically by managing operations, time-consuming tasks, et cetera, and effectively became both the director of operations and an unacknowledged investor. This business was his dream. It is his full-time passion and priority. What was the thing Brian wrote? Someone wrote to us, Brian. It was an absolutely wacko. Making their own perfumes. Remember that? Yes, I do. I wonder if this is that person. But anyway, this business was his dream. It is his full-time passion and priority. And I have been, remember they wanted to talk about this sense. It was a friend yeah, outside the, of the group. But the, and the scent- group said all the smells smelled. Right. But they didn't smell good. Yeah. Right. This business was his dream. It is his full-time passion and priority, and I have been quietly suffering. Oh. I believe Rana once said, and it stuck with me, how hard it is to feel lonely while in a relationship, of course. Mm. As well as we have done, the business only makes enough money to support itself, not our household or debts. So when unemployment benefits ended, I went back to work. I've been making very little money, but in fields that are more aligned with the creative career I'd like to someday pursue. He has been consistently disappointed in my attention toward him and my ability to support the business. We have had several tough conversations on this topic, mostly resulting in my promise to be better slash do more. What if this was the guy that, remember the manic guy that wanted to do the Christmas movie in 15 parts? Oh God, I've like PTSD from that guy. He made his partner star in the movie. Yeah. But I've reached in the movie was 10 hours long. Remember that? Yes. It was like three and a half hours for real. (laughs) But I've reached a breaking point. He became very upset with me for not noticing that he is quote drowning, that I should be more proactive. This happened in the middle of my therapy session on my day off. I'm never really off having my paying job plus helping him. And with an argument that I basically wasn't making enough money at my other jobs to justify the distractions from him and the business. I also have been drowning. So we clearly just aren't seeing each other or have enough bandwidth to help each other. Mm. I have been staying at a friend's apartment. I was very angry and now I'm feeling sad and guilty. I worry about his mental health. I worry I am confirming or repeating a cycle from his past that everyone disappoints or fails or abandons him. I have an insurmountable amount of credit card and loan debt, which of course I incurred to keep us afloat, expecting the business to take off. I'm now months behind on all of these. One of our only communications since I left was his anger that I'm not paying one of these cards, that my not paying one of these cards is affecting his credit score. He is the one who asked me to turn off auto payments. And I know that that fundamentally, he is the reason we don't have the money to pay them now. Admittedly, I should have pushed back. I should have reminded him that these are going overdue. I've failed at every responsibility he has given me. That's a very sad line for some reason. I can't imagine that that's true. 
But there's so much rock. Put a yellow highlight Honest on that to sentence. God, on a few of these. Ugh. I love him so much, but all my friends have confirmed that what I was managing was impossible in the long term and borderline emotional abuse. I'm in therapy. He will not do therapy. Yep, yep, yep. Tick, tick, boom. I've been back and forth with myself trying to figure out even if he wanted to fix things, which it doesn't seem like he does, do I? How do you know when it's time to end a relationship? How do you find the strength to keep going when it would be so easy to try to apologize and to try to take it all back and go back to normal? He is all I have, and I'm frankly very scared to have to start my whole life over. I don't know what to do or where to start. This is killing me. Thank you for the years of laughs and wisdom. You all have gotten me through tough times. I need you now more than ever. All my love, a proud CHIP. I do want to say this. Sometimes, Richard, will get someone who writes to us before we answer the question. If mm. you are that person, which maybe I think in our scheduling, that might not be happening. But I do want to know, and it's not crucial to my answer, but what is the business? Just generally, what is right. the business? We won't I'm say dying it on to know. the thing if you don't want us to, but we just right. need to know. I'm just dying to know. Okay. It's it was cookies. Quibi. It was an old letter. It was Quibi. <laughs> I think it's cookies. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. It yeah. was Meg Whitman. There you go. It's cookies. It's cookies. That's my uh, that's what I think. Or candles. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I was complaining at the beginning of the show that people should only write to us when they have something important or in, or in crisis, and this person is in that situation. That's right. Yeah. I will eagerly to listen to that answer. That's a, a significant, serious question. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Richard, so patreon.com slash ask Rana. That's definitely. where we will answer the question. This episode's three hours long because, Richard, we could spend the rest of our lives with you at Pig Beach. We really could. <laughs> yeah, see what, that's what they're that's they're they're renaming the Lido in Venice Pig Beach. So Pig I Beach wonder. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. I'll see you at Pig Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, me too. We Richard, love you, Richard. Wonderful. Thank you for being we adore here. you. What's your Twitter? Your Instagram? Your this? Your that? Where can people get an RSS feed of your uh, stories? Twitter, if people do that still. Twitter and Instagram are both R I. L-A-W-S, Rylaws, and um, my podcast for VF are Little Gold Men and Still Watching, uh, and those are every week, so, you know. I know, it's it's weird, because neither of us have been invited to be on Isn't that show, so but, funny, Bonnie? I was just thinking the same thing. thing. That just, well, know, it sounds like happens. you guys seem to send me some emails at one in the morning. And that by the way, Rana. Seems to have worked for me. <laughs> by the way, Rana, as far as I'm concerned, Ask Rana is yeah. a movie, so where's our Vanity Fair review? Well, I don't want you know the I mean? review. Because then Richard uh, feels a, is a real reviewer. He feels a Richard technically to, wouldn't be able to review he, us. That's true. He covers it all. Yeah, no, we don't want to hear what Richard has to say. Uh, it's mostly positive. I'm just saying he can't help but point out the negatives. Right. There are it's moments the when job. Brian could. There are moments when <laughs> Brian doesn't. If you don't mind the sound of Rana's voice, this right. is the show for you. I right. could hear. Yeah. I could hear the word "load" a few fewer times. Maybe that's right. We would get something absolutely <laughs> withering, Rana. <laughs> All right, dear. We love you. Best, Thank Richard. you for being here. Love you here. too. Thanks. Kiss, kiss.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.